Welcome to the show. You can watch and subscribe to the Project FIA TV show on YouTube. Drop comments and questions to us on the podcast via Twitter. Our handle is Project FIA. And now sit back, relax, and enjoy. This is Project FIA Goes PC. Hello, everyone. This is episode 89 of FIA Goes PC. As always, I am your host, Rebel Zen, aka Danny Hell. And it's. It's it's like really cold here in the UK. We've had snow uh, that sort of is there and then disappears overnight. I think our snow is shy this year. But yeah, time recording, minus one. Uh, probably going to go to minus nine soon here. This is Celsius, not Fahrenheit, for all of you uh, kids that care about that stuff. Uh, and yeah, I'm, I'm wondering... What our producer Winifred is doing, say hello. Hello. Because she has wrapped half a tree trunk around her and she has a snow cage. That's the only thing it looks like is a snow cage to me. It's cold. It is cold, but I'm not sure how you warm up by putting yourself in a hole of a tree. It's a tree. Is it, is it warm in there? Uh, yeah, because layers sun- of bark is like layers of coats. Is it? Uh, yeah. As long as it doesn't bite you. Last week it was really cold. There was one day that it was like negative four for most of the day. Celsius. Yes. Yeah. It was cold. Wow. I mean, like, I think the coldest I've experienced in the UK is minus six. Mm-hmm. 16, 2010. My mom said it's 16. cold in Hong Kong. It's dropping down to 10. Oh, no. Oh, that's, you mean summer here? Yeah. Like well, they ba- don't have heating. Well, so. basically, it's cold. Let's say that. And we're having snow intermittently. And it's it's a very strange situation because usually we have snow. It might settle a bit and then it's gone. You know, it's just there. And you go, oh, that's pretty. For five seconds. It doesn't really sink. It's not like really thick. But this has been pretty significant. Like, the kids almost, were able to make a snowman. Perfect skiing snow, right? Mm. And we've had two days of that, and it's gone overnight. So one day, it comes. It's great. couple hours, overnight, gone. Second day, there, couple hours, overnight, gone. Yeah. So it's a strange thing, but I do think... They keep saying this in the British media, that we're going to have this huge snow drift. And I, I think when they say that Britain's going to get a huge snow drift, it's Scotland. It's usually always Scotland that gets it. Yeah. Uh, we get a bit and then it melts 24 hours later. So we, who knows? We might be talking to you in two weeks time from an igloo. You just don't know. But as far as we're concerned, live in a tree house with no tree, uh, no trees, tree house with no leaves. <laughs> There's plenty of trees, just no leaves. Um, there is snow everywhere. Yeah. Pigeons turn into penguins. It's that kind of a thing. Uh, polar bears turn up in ice caps. They just no. find this to be their habitat. Yeah. Do polar bears climb trees? Because that might be a bit dangerous. I think they could, but they wouldn't know what a tree is. No, they wouldn't. That's the problem right there. (laughs) Maybe, I don't know if there's places like, I know maybe in Canada they might have polar bears in the the Yukon or something. I doubt it. It's not cold enough. It's hard to say. If you're Canadian from the Yukon right now and you've got access to a computer, well done. That's a polar bear. That's a minor miracle in itself. (laughs) Uh, and if you do have access to a computer in the Yukon, uh, just let us know if you've got any polar bears. We don't know. So um, anyway, a lot's been happening. Uh, two weeks since the last time we saw you. Yes. I, I will say sorry to America, just not prefer, uh, preferential treatment. Prefer, what's the word I'm looking for? Preferential. 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 Not peri- periental. <laughs> per- <laughs> chicken oriental. What am I saying? Uh, it's not, pref- uh, yeah, it's not the P word preferential treatment to america it's not that what i am trying to do right now is to say it's really sad what's going on out there i was uh right after we did last podcast episode 88 mm-hmm. uh i i went up to uh the the treehouse roof and it was the first time it snowed actually and i was up there with my cup of coffee with a, some marshmallows yeah, i'm just setting the scene here uh okay. with, with a campfire you know the old school campfires that you're saying songs around. One of them. Uh, it's just a photograph. In a treehouse. No, it's a photograph. 
picture. I put it up there. It keeps you warm. It's like a weird psychology thing, like playing YouTube fire. Oh, so, YouTube yeah, fire like fire videos. clips. That's ridiculous. Yeah, because it makes you feel so much warmer. No, uh, it doesn't. Uh-huh. Uh, it's still freezing. It wouldn't help you in the winter either if you just put your phone out and said, it's... you know what? I'll play some fire whilst I'm living in Siberia and I'll play this and I'll feel warm. It's no, it doesn't help. It's supposed to be atmospheric. It's meant to be placebo enabling. I feel like people in the coldest room in the house watching go, oh my God, isn't this great? But that's actually the plasma screen that's basically radiating you. Just saying it. Just saying it. Just thought, it's not a fire. Uh, anyway, so I'm there. You know, I'm 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 watching the uh, pigeons turn into penguins because <laughs> evolution in the snow. And that's no. always what happens in England pigeons when it snows here. All of our animals evolve very quickly, and as soon as the snow is gone, they turn back into a pigeon. They're what? not all pigeons. Some are rabbits. What? They turn into snow rabbits. Yeah, yeah, crazy. You know, rabbits don't really see snow because they're hibernating. They are hibernating. Yeah, they don't see it. They don't see all this drama. Wouldn't you just love to be in America right now as a rabbit? You wouldn't, you've missed all of this. You've missed it all. It would have gone. <laughs> so anyway, I'm up there uh, in, in the treehouse mm-hmm. uh, with my campfire and uh, my cocoa. Sure. Uh, and marshmallows. And I'm, I'm there and I'm thinking, you know, uh, people keep talking about this leaked Donald Trump conversation that he's been having. A bunch of lawyers. Okay. They keep talking about it in all the feeds, news headlines and stuff. And I was like, well, I might as well. I'm, I'm up here. It's really good uh, bedtime material, isn't it? Listening to Donald Trump on the phone. Uh, I always think uh, that puts you right to sleep. Uh, <laughs> unless, of course, you're easily offended. <laughs> and then, um, then you never sleep. Uh, so I thought, you know what? I'm going to give it a listen. Because everyone's saying is begging. Begging for votes. Sure. Begging for votes. Yeah, Which that's... isn't kind of what politicians do anyway. Beg for votes. Isn't that their whole shtick? Yeah. I'm just saying. Please vote for me. Yeah, isn't it? Please. Like, I just want to be loved. <laughs> oh, really? Why should I love you more than the other guy? Because I've got cute of puppies. What? You know, it's all like policies now aren't really vote policies. Vote for the puppies. It's kind of weird. So anyway, I wanted to check it out because A, if anything, if anything, he's just entertaining. He's okay. it's very funny. I did not. So no, you didn't. I'll take your word for and it. And it was now long. It was now long of a phone conversation. Mm. But it's actually, um, it's a little bit of a piece of history because I don't think there's ever been a leaked our phone conversation between a president, elected president, and anyone, unless it's like deeply classified and it's uh, only for the Secret Service. You know, it's not been the public domain. Mm. I have a feeling Donald Trump recorded it himself. Anyway, I won't analyze it. It's not my job. No one wants to listen to that on a podcast. Let me just analyze the phone conversation that he had. But most people in America have probably heard. But actually, it doesn't come across as begging. It comes across as more like, so, (laughs) literally, I'm just going to give a footnote. So I've heard a rumor, right? This is Donald Trump. I'm doing Donald Trump impression. Okay. Okay, because I'm very good at it. I heard this rumor, right? Yeah. That like, the Dominion machines are like totally wrong and like they're just fake. And then did you hear about this girl, Betsy McCrockett? I think her name was Ruby something. Mm. Betsy McCrockett came in and she's faking all the votes. And then you guys left because there was a waterline break. It's all conspiracy theory. It's all garbage. Right. right? And so it's like reading. It's almost like, you know, when you get your Twitter feed yeah. and you got all the trends. Yeah. Oh yeah, that must be real. It's like he literally believes. What's trending right now? Let's let's talk about. Yeah, that. It, it's literally. It's like if you had all the top ten conspiracies that some idiot in the basement made up, like yeah. aliens came down and tweaked the election. You know, it's all of that. And he's like, I think he's fed it. I think it was fed to him, and he thinks there's a reason okay. uh, behind it all, or it's rational. Like it's rational. A lot of this stuff is not rational. Anyway. The whole thing is kind of insane, but you can't help but come out of it feeling sorry for the guy. Now, bear in mind, this is kind of early last week, all right? Mm. And you give him the benefit of the doubt, go to bed thinking, ah, oh, poor Donald. He just, he really, really wants, he really wants to be king of the world. <laughs> he, he's basically like Luffy in One Piece. He just wants to be the pirate king. He, he, he wants to be the Hokage of the village. Yeah, he wants to be... I'm uh, king of the yeah, exactly. He, he he just wants to be a mighty king. Yeah. So enemies beware. Yeah. Whatever 
cartoon or thing you watch. Um, I feel like he thinks there's truth to it and he's gone deluded because his so-called experts have said all this stuff. And it gets really quite mean and, and intense at times because he's asking lawyers, like these pro guys who are investigating stuff, he's asking them a direct question like, so um, did you see the video footage where she uh, voted three times in the ballots and then switched them in and all this stuff? And they're like, no. And then they're like, I reviewed all of the footage, but I didn't see that. And it's almost like from the stance of the team that's doing the investigation, he seems like a complete delusional maniac. Yeah. And, and yet he's present. Yeah. And this is honestly, it feels like, you know, when King George went mad, the madness of King George, yes. good film about it. It feels a bit like that, right? It feels like the end of Mao when Mao was going a little loopy yeah. in China. Mm -hmm. A lot of our leaders... Yeah, the have, end of... Yeah, like, I want all my toys. Brain. I still want my toys. Don't take my toys away. It's a little like that. And you could have to think, you know, if there's any truth to this, it is really mean. Like, people are really wanting him to go, you know? Like, mm -hmm. it's it's really bad. And it's also quite sad. You feel sad because obviously most of us logical people think there's no truth to any of this. It's just completely power crazy. Anyway, so there's sadness both ways. And you kind of feel like I felt I really wish I could write a letter to Donald Trump directly and say, you know what? A lot of people are giving you a hard time right now, but I'm very grateful that you're pointing out to everyone, including potential threats to your nation, where all of the security issues are <laughs> in your electoral system. I'm just saying. It's kind of interesting. Uh, so you go to bed and I had my cocoa and I'm sleeping on ice in the morning. I'm a snowman, obviously, but that's okay because it's warm in snow. So snow falls on you, become no, a snowman. No. That's how all snowmen are. No. Oh, yeah. You know when snowmen mount, they haven't mounted, they've just gone to work. Because you, you're outside all night and you turn into a snowman because snow is falling on you. Someone so puts a carrot in your nose so you can breathe. Obviously, you can guy breathe through a carrot. in the snowman? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then in the morning, they go to work. It's so like, creepy. you know, in Japan, they have capsule uh, hotels, like the little capsule hotel. Yeah. You see it? Where you're in a capsule. It's a hotel, right? <laughs> uh, the snowman is only in winter. When you're outside too long and you're snowed on, you turn into a snowman, right? You got snowed and in. And you've got accommodation for the night. And in the morning, it's all gone. And you go to work. No. And you're all fresh. You're all fresh because your suit is perfectly dry. <laughs> you know, it's okay. And everything's fresh. No. It's like a dry wetsuit. Yeah. A dry wetsuit. Yeah, yeah. And it's really like you don't even have to iron it because it's it's been frozen all night. Right? I don't so, know who these people are hiding. And you're younger. Snowmen. You're younger by the 24 hours because you've been cryogenically frozen. <gasps> it's all good stuff. What? But don't try it at home, kids, please. <laughs> don't try it. All right, don't do that. It's only for the people who pay to be in snowman. You have to pay hotels. to be a snowman? Only in, in wit and banter, yeah. Uh, it's okay. It's just intellectual superiority. But that's what they are. They go to sleep in the snow and they wake up in the morning and burst out like a butterfly out of a cocoon. You see? It's really good. Anyway, so... I'm just imagining. I woke up... Yeah, <laughs> it's no, it's, it's, it, it's not weird. It's, it's, it's unilateral. And people stick carrots in. It's, uh, it's like communities. They stick the carrot in the nose so you can breathe. Yeah, and then it's you know like the surreal short. Film. You know the coal that you put in the eyes and the mouth. It's yeah. just so you remember where your face is. <laughs> it gets very cold, doesn't it? So you can't feel it. It's just so yeah, and it's yes, also what? to remind someone from the outside that it's actually a person, uh -huh. because otherwise a car might drive into it. Because you can't really help where you 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 have your snowman capsule. It's you can't right help up to it. the heavens. No, you could be walking along a park and, and you suddenly become a snowman. Into a snowman. Yes, because of the snow. Yeah. And then you're just there all night and then you wake okay, up. Okay, so you came out of your snowman. I came capsule. out of my snowman in the top of the treehouse with my cocoa. I drank that. Okay. My mug was still frozen to my hand. <laughs> and then lo and behold, you, you know, you turn on the uh, YouTube gadget or whatever it is, television screen, monitor mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. I've got a monitor, but it's a lizard. Uh, yeah, monitor lizard. And basically, you look at it and watch it. For your news, whatever, you, however you get news, okay. I can't take you seriously. You're literally a head sticking out of a trunk. Um, but basically, yeah, you just look like a whack of wind. Um, but basically, Trump's back. He's on TV. He's now at the rally. So I've skipped time forward to more recently, okay. But that's the time. I was asleep a long time in my snowman capsule. So yeah, it was um, it was a rally. 
uh, an hour and a half of GTA soundtrack, and then he's on with 36,000 Looney Tunes. Uh, sorry, supporters. Mm. And uh, that ends in a bloodbath at Congress, Capitol Hill. Yeah, the riots. Yeah. I want to read that. I'll be honest. I'll be honest, America, because I'm talking specifically to you. The whole nation can hear me on a tannoy, I'm sure. This is what we lived in Hong Kong. Mm. We've seen this in Hong Kong. We've seen this in London with the anti-lockdown. We've seen this around the world on TV, Beirut and all of this recently around the world, just everywhere. There's been protests and riots and everyone attacks Congress or Capitol buildings or Parliament or whatever. I will say that the Hong Kong one really was similar to the Capitol Hill one because they actually got into the Parliament building and did very similar stuff. They faced it, vandalism. Mm. The Hong Kong one was different. No one was actually in Parliament at the time that they They were also very selective. And they were just (laughs) kind of doing school graffiti and this kind of stuff. It was was very infantile and no one was hurt in the making of the protest. Mm -hmm. It's good to point that out. Yes. But I feel that Trump had whipped everyone into a frenzy to the point that you had... One of the most apocalyptic scenes I've ever seen emanate from America. Mm. The saddest thing is that security just wasn't there, which is very worrying. Mm. And like, why wouldn't the security? There was actually Congress were in a session. Why isn't there security? That that's a mystery to me. It's almost like well, they timed it to be the perfect subway break, and everyone was out having a subway. No, someone was odd about that, but. The floodgates opened. It was crazy and people have been killed mm. during that process. Yeah. And it just shows you, you know, never to to fully get behind a president, really. I mean, I'm <laughs> anarchy. They, they lead you to these messes. <laughs> no, they, it's a nightmare. And I think that I just wanted to open up with this because it is really stark. It's very depressing because... Yeah. America is an icon of democracy to the world, really. It's new democracy. It was a new constitution. It sounds like it isn't, being 200-something years old, but it is compared to our 6,000-plus ideas of um, life in the UK. (laughs) We're at least 6,000 years old, aren't we? (laughs) You know how everyone said that 2021, which we're now, is 2021 years of you know, since Jesus, which is how the calendar works. Is that correct? Like BC, AD? Uh, yeah. After death of God? Technically, Jesus? God. technically. God didn't die. Jesus, sorry. That's the idea, but then obviously historians would dispute the actual Well, it's also so. extremely biased to Christianity, Church of England, and cultures of the West, yeah. really. Um, but Islam and the Jewish church doesn't seem to argue it, does it? No, we just share the same calendar. They've got their different name for it. I don't think, I know Dom and I would be part of it. But anyway, the thing is, we've been around here a lot longer than 2021 years. Yeah. A lot longer, at least. Before six, records began. 60 years. Before we, <laughs> before records could be written because we were too thick to write, right? Um, before languages developed into mm. languages that we currently have. And before that, we were speaking og and og, But regardless okay before nations existed. we all we all in this point of history where 2021 doesn't represent humanity's birth no unless we're crazy and we think that we were all born 2021 years ago we weren't so america in the constitutional sense of democracy is very new to the game mm-hmm. and this to me really is historical for the usa because it seems nuts to people in europe it seems nuts to people in asia and around the world, Middle East and Africa, because we've had this so many times in our history, these revolts and these, like if you if you think about the Tudors and yeah, the the, the other ones and the, the lads <laughs> and the the, the others people overthrowing other people Jeremy. in power. Well, we've had loads of it. It's mm. been bloody crazy. Yeah, literally crazy <laughs> and bloody. Crazy. It's been bloody crazy everywhere. I'm, Australia's history is even shorter. Yeah, they they've got this to come. I guess. But it's basically that it's sort of that time where you push that boat, yeah. you've gone as far as you can, it can fall off the cliff any second. America's at that point. America's at that point where unless real change, unless total change happens in their political structure, it's really going to be a nightmare. Can, can you imagine? Because moving forward from this, after you've had this, yeah. right? we had Obama, amazing time, right? Then you have Trump. It's been interesting. <laughs> it's 
been interesting. I mean, Obama wasn't like Obama uh, was it, publicly brilliant. Like uh, you always interested in what he had to say. I think the world watched most of his speeches as mm. far as the world, not America, maybe, but the world was really in, invested in Obama. Very personable. Correct. But what he did as a politician was very political and it was very careerist politician. Mm. What Trump has done is completely the opposite. He's run the country <laughs> like he runs his businesses and he run The Apprentice and everything's a bit nuts. Mm-hmm. I mean, he did merchandise. Basically, it's been like watching a five-year wrestling promo. He's like the ultimate wrestling manager, Donald Trump. And he incites all of this emotion, right? Yes. <laughs> and he wants as much TV time as he can get. So his message has got to be heard and all this stuff. So I feel like maybe he's the catalyst. And you could see him. I mean, sincerely, you could see him as a revolutionary in the future. History could look at the guy as a revolutionary. All revolutionaries mm. are not exactly fan favorites they're not liked they tend to be controversial in their own time massively controversial mm-hmm. they have a diehard following usually in the minority let's be honest because mm. it's never the majority that overthrows it for the minority have you noticed that because the majority would yeah. be like we're going to change everything because the majority would probably be okay yeah. with what it is the it's the minority that wants to change the underdog correct as well. yeah. they, they're the underdog mm. or they live underdogs i don't know they live uh yeah they're, they're no yeah the trojan no. dog have you ever heard that story the trojan horse was like what happened after the trojan dog right because they brought in the dog but they could only have six people underneath them no. and they, they were the people that were the underdogs the under- that's where the expression comes from right and then the no. trojan horse as we all know is a computer virus that came years later uh, years yeah. later uh where trojan they tried to overthrow the greek um computer system yeah yeah <laughs> Using the Trojan horse. <laughs> Everyone knows that story, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's amazing the technology the ancient Greeks had. You know, it's funny because they, you know, they've been bankrupt and all kinds of stuff <laughs> subsequently in modern world. Do you think they'd rise above it? I mean, they're more. They've had te- their glory days. They're more technologically advanced than Wakanda. That's, <laughs> uh, that's all I'm saying. All right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's Wonder Woman there. Who's wondering if she is a woman? No, it's hard what? in these days and age with gender liquidity and all this. Is it liquidity? liquidity? I don't know what it is. Fluidity. Liquidity, yeah. Fluid? It's a better word no. for it. Yeah, you can be fluidly gender-ish. Yeah, I don't know, Gender man. fluid. Yeah, Wonder Woman. I wonder. I wonder if she is. You're not allowed to ask, are you, now? No, no. It's very it's... impersonal. Are you actually a woman? How do you like to be um, addressed is the most kosher well, way Well, addressed of or obviously a suited you know, because <laughs> some people, especially females, like to wear suits now. It's not always a dress. Is uh-huh. it? So you want to dress all women, for example. Does just... that mean you cannot address a man? Oh, if they're into it. <laughs> because we're in gender liquidity. <laughs> Fluidity. It's liquidity, yeah. Yeah, that's what I said. Um, but yeah, Wonder Woman. It's either like Wonder Woman is either a woman that's wondering if she is in fact a woman. She might be mixed, confused. She might. She might be. Or she's full of wonder. She's full of wonder. So she sees things. And like it's like the first wow. time she's ever seen it. Oh my gosh, dust particles. What? Super enthusiastic. That would be the worst lady. superhero film of all time. <laughs> Let's be honest. If she doesn't know what gender she is, A, uh-huh. or if she's just in wonder of everything, B. Right? It's like Captain Marvel. She'd be super positive, though. Yeah. Which would get really annoying. <laughs> but yeah. Captain Marvel... That's another one. Uh-huh. Like a captain of a boat, probably. That's mm. what most captains are, isn't it? A captain of a boat or a ship or an uh, aircraft. Yeah. Any one of those. Mm. And they just marvel at everything. <laughs> oh, my God. The clouds. <laughs> right? Boring. <laughs> crap films. You need to work on this because Superman's pretty crap. He's just You know, super. he's just such a great guy. We could say super. Uh. He comes around every day and he does barbecue for us. Wow, super is that? He folds all my clothes and puts it in my drawers. What a boring film, see? <laughs> they need to be more specific. <laughs> That's why no one likes Superman. Uh. Right? So Batman. Is he though? Is he though? I mean, the full title should be guy Spider-Man dressed. Batman was. Kind of like a bat. If a bat looked nothing like a Batman. Yeah. <laughs> Spider-Man, yeah, but he's not actually a Spider-Man, is he? I think he's a guy that observes spiders. He's the annoying guy in the room. Peter Parker comes into your room, sits down on the couch. There's a spider. What? Yeah, there's a spider there. What are you talking about? <laughs> yep, I'm another one. 
points out Spider Man. Yeah, see, that's how it came. It's Spider Man. <laughs> see, your friendly neighborhood Spider Man. Oh He's God. the one, and he catches them. That's his job. Boring film. <laughs> boring film. X Men. Obviously, people who've had a transition. What? We used to be oh, a man. We're now a woman. And that links to Wonder Woman. See, this is what the truth is, and all. I don't know where this came from. I don't know where this came from. But we're going so back to the issues. all have identity crises. I think, no, I think it's, the, you know, this is the problem. Because basically I'm talking to, we're talking about all the problems in America and the world. Obviously, one thing we haven't really addressed is we're in lockdown again. Yippee, uh, 2021. I was going there. Oh, yeah. we're on the oh, happy New Year, guys. Yeah, happy I New mean, Year, yeah. 2021, been great so far, hasn't nobody it? Nobody cares. Congress has nearly melted down. The whole world's <laughs> gone nuts. Yay, we're all in lockdown. No, um, it'll get better. We know that. It will. But it will. what I was trying to say is, because I was going somewhere with the year and their time and the fact we've been here a lot longer and that America's going through an enlightenment phase that we've all gone through. Okay. I think that's it in a nutshell. Mm. Then we need to, need to move there because mm. I've come up with something else now. We're talking about superheroes. You know how Hollywood loves to reboot? Yes. And reboot and reboot and yes. reboot and reboot and rebrand and eventually run everything without blood. And it's got no soul and it's just cardboard. They'll run all of these franchises so far into the ground that we've got nothing left. There's mm. nothing of substance. That's where I think superhero films will go. Because we've had like 6,000 different Spider-Man. We're on our 80,000 Batman, mm. which actually does look remarkably good with Robert Pattinson. Yes. I, I saw the clip, the trailer, mm -hmm. the little teaser uh, before they shut the movie down for, for everyone reporting COVID uh, issues because they're filming it in Liverpool. Yeah. You know, it's just because Liverpool is too cool for people. They turn up to the city and they get affected by it, you know, and it's either you can't handle it because it's so amazing or, um, or you can handle it and uh, you become an honourable Beatle member, obviously. What? Uh, but if Wonder Woman was there, she can handle it because it would be too wonderful for her. Uh, so what I was trying to say is like <laughs> by the time you run out of all of the obvious stuff like the comic books have run out and no one can do it all and it's all kind of run its course yeah you will get to this point where it's all literal meanings like Iron Man because he's just a statue any Iron Man just walk past him every day on the way to work look he's there's the Iron Man statue. he's just a statue is an Iron Man. Maybe there's a guy in the statue. Well, it's kind of this. The, the, what's really you know, remarkable? Like snowman. No, no, you don't have an Iron Man capsule hotel. No, that would be extortionate. <laughs> no, 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 no. Plus, if you did, they're easily stolen. That's the issue with that. <laughs> People keep so, nicking them. Someone's gonna. Yeah, the it's statue. a bad. It's a bad move because it's too permanent. You see, like even capsule markets. If you put it in your mouth, it'll dissolve. So the the hotels, the capsule hotels. If you if you what? put enough water on them, they dissolve, don't they? No, they yeah, what? they're soluble capsules. Uh, yeah. No. So Ooh. everything's only it's not permanent, mm. you see. So if you had an Iron Man capsule hotel, it it would be it would be too permanent. And it would also steal be quite it. rusty. I don't know about that. Because iron rust. Well, it's also a torture. It, they used to be torture equipment called the Iron Man. Really? Yeah. Yeah, back in the uh, medieval times. And if you ever go to That's the Yorkshire dungeon, if Iron Man was actually like an interrogator of some sort, well, it seems like the misogynistic version of Margaret Thatcher's life because she was the Iron Lady. And that uh -huh. sounds really misogynistic because it felt like all she did was iron for people. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your shirt looks a bit crinkly. Take it That's to Mag, she'll film. iron it for you. <laughs> Can you imagine, like, if that was like, she was very controversial, but boy, could she iron, right? Um, yeah. The Iron Lady misogynistic version. Ah, it's quite, it's the reverse misogyny if you do Iron Man. Mm. And it was Margaret Thatcher's life. Not many men are called Margaret. Reboots are happening all the time. They want to turn Bond into a, a female Bond. James mm -hmm. Bond into uh, Jane Bond. Jane? Yeah. If they ever did it, I think that's where it would go. There was a link that Gillian Anderson would do it. It's mm. all kind of stupid. Oh, I was thinking of that earlier, but that it's, we're going all over the place. If Hollywood runs out of ideas, mm. it'd be literal superheroes with their literal names. Spider-Man just points out spiders. <laughs> the Incredible Hulk is just a very big guy, you know? Bit hulky. Well, I think he plays for Brazil football team. 
There's actually a guy called Hulk. Really? Yeah, winger, right winger. <laughs> it, it, well, it's not his political position. It's just the position <laughs> he plays in football. Yeah. That's the thing that I've never understood about football teams. You got, a light, a right you got a left winger and a right winger, but they somehow get along, you know? Right wing Hulk. Think it. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. If you actually had division in football teams, it would be very difficult to play a match. <laughs> Just be Politics on the pitch. Bus. Yeah. Well, that's what the NFL has too. They have an offensive line and defensive line. It's yeah. a whole different team for each and they switch them all out because one's Republican, one's Democrat. No. They can't play all together. No. Yeah, they can't play all together at the same time. <laughs> they, they, they hate each other. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Where are we going? We're going, we're just, this is, okay, well, it is coming full circle. Um Somewhat. It's Happy New Year. Happy New Year, yes. Happy New Year. We're in 2021. We've been here for a lot longer. That was what I was trying to establish a million hours ago. Yes. Um, we're in the New Year. I, I feel like the nutshell of that, explaining that, was that I want to reassure all Americans, no matter if you're a huge Trump supporter, which means you're facing a 20-year jail time for what you did at Capitol uh. Hill, even worse, maybe, black site, I don't know. Um <sighs> Whatever you are, whatever your, your loyalties lie and all this stuff, Biden's transitioning in, mm-hmm. which is nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, the whole thing has been a bit of a mess the last two weeks. Yes. And the point was, I've seen this thing, especially in the last year, where it's been a Rolodex, where Trump and Pompeo and Pence have been playing the Wheel of Misfortune, where they've been spinning the wheel, you know, the, <laughs> the, the quiz show. Yeah. They spin the wheel where it lands right mm-hmm. and it's been almost every playbook they've ever had since the 1940s all the classified stuff that's been declassified all of the secret ops have been trying to play uh it's almost like they got this huge rolodex of that and they've been trying to pick wars with everyone like you know i think everyone that gets to be present right they go the first time a job when they're given the keys to the nuclear warheads because that's how it works kids mm-hmm. you get the keys it's, it's not up to a president they issue the order and someone has to press buttons. Uh, it's a weird system, but obviously no one person should be trusted with nuclear warheads. Mm-hmm. So there's a safeguard, you see. So the first day when he gets the keys to the nukes uh, <laughs> and a vending machine, and he's got his like, you know, he's got his little Fitbit, uh, given the presidential <laughs> Fitbit to tell him how many steps he's walking around the White House. He's got his map. You get your uh, all your coupons that you get for Domino's and stuff like that uh, that a president gets. They get presidential suites which are like donuts, but way bigger. Uh, every hotel's gone. Sweet. If you ask for a presidential suite at a hotel, they give candy. you a donut. No, so it's, it's a particular donut that's oh. called a presidential suite. Yeah, yeah. They spell it wrong, but, you know, you can't what, argue. What, sweet or donut? No, sweet. You know, like, it should be S-W-E-E-T. Correct. But they, they come up with S-U-I-T-E, which is, yes. I think that's the Swedish way of spelling it. <laughs> So you get a presidential suite, uh, most hotels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you're with me, so you're good. So Trump goes in first day of office. They give him the keys to the nukes. They give him the Ferrari that he can drive around the garden, but nowhere else. Uh, <laughs> they tell him about the Secret Service because before that he didn't know, right? What that they exist. You don't or... know about the Secret Service until you're president. And they go, "This guy here is part of the Secret Service." Okay. And then uh, what service is that? Oh, it's a secret. It's a secret. <laughs> Oh, does he do the beds? Yeah, but secretly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a service. Do you think the presidential room has a button? Like, you know, on a plane where you press the button and then the um, steward comes up. So it's uh, like, happy with hair. Yeah. I'd like some more pretzels. Like a call button? Yeah, yeah. Probably. Do you reckon they've got that for everyone in all units? Like there's a chef picture. Because if, if I was president, I'd do the same thing with one of those dartboards you get in Japan. The sensor darts? I think that's what the, you use the phone for. Oh, is that what a phone's for? <laughs> <laughs> it's been so long. <laughs> We've all got apps now. Yeah, <laughs> what's, a what's a phone? You used to have a number and everything and no, spin it around. No, to be honest, he probably just tweets them. Get over here. Well, <laughs> it'll go public if he did and it won't make a lot of no, sense. No, you can send uh, direct private messages. Private tweets. Yeah. Oh my God, can you imagine that book if that ever came out? Trump's presidential year's private tweets. Not the stuff you heard, <laughs> the stuff that was worse. The uncut stuff. Um, yeah, anyway, so you, this is how I imagine it is. Every American probably thinks the same thing as me. First day, you go there, you go through, you meet the Secret Service. Shh, don't tell anyone that, that guy's a Secret Service guy. Uh, you, you know, you see where everything is. Uh, the laundry room, you know, uh, 
where you can play table tennis, all that, all the important stuff. And then uh, you have your presidential suite because you need the energy. And then you get briefed on all of the vital things, right? Yeah. In Trump's case, I think he couldn't read any of that. And they didn't have the comic book format, which I totally relate to. It's like, you know how Scientology is a, it's based on how much you read? Yeah. It's like scholarific, scholarific, scholastic in that way. For me, it'd be cool if they just did a comic book. Mm. So much easier because there's too much reading. I think Trump needed that for presidency. I think he needed a uh, presidential by numbers coloring in book to, to get through it because it's been bizarre. He just ignored it like terms and conditions. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. Just tick the box and go, yep, carry on. It's just been a very, very interesting situation. I think the things, the three things I've found interesting is, A, he's basically been a president that almost pulls every president out of their repertoire and tries to personify them. Like the JFK thing, he kind of, he has a bit of JFK in him from the fact that he's trying to relate to the people. And Mm -hmm. the first, one of the first things he ever said was, I'm going to declassify the JFK assassination. And uh, if there's aliens, I'm going to tell you that they exist and we'll talk about that. You know, and then within the first day, everyone's like, no, you can't do that. (laughs) (laughs) You really can't do that. You know, Um, but it's been particularly tragic this last couple of weeks with how things have gone. And I think that the, the whole being a president thing I think what you've got to draw, especially from the phone conversation, is that a president is really just the winner of the party that's got their party to the camp. And I think that a president, in real life terms, has very little power. Just a figurehead. I'm not even sure. I know that there's got to be more than that because the gray hair is a symbol of how much work's got to be doing. There's got to be some real stuff. But to me, it just feels like maybe... Maybe they're thrown into a room and it's a bit like um, Clockwork Orange where they're tortured by violent yeah. imagery and stuff, which is like the secrets of the states, yeah. you know. And then it's just pummeled at their face mm. and then they're pulled out of the cinema and you've got to do a press interview now. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> Off you go. Talk shocked. to the journalists. Go on. And they're all a bit dazzled and frazzled. Mm. And then the minute they're done, they're thrown back into that place. No, there's got to be more to it than that, but there just seems to be the understanding that the party runs the country rather than the individual. Sure. And all of the dodgy deals and the side deals and the things that are happening and all the entrapments and things that can happen do, they play out. And I feel like the enlightenment of America, where we see Trump as this bad dude, I see Trump as a catalyst for real, real change. Because... If you, you mean take in the long term? Yeah, because if you take what's just happened, where <laughs> you've got every politician, and this is terrifying, every politician is playing into the fact that the electoral system is corrupt. Everyone has. The whole board has. For four years, it was the Democrats. Five years, Democrats saying that Trump rigged the election. Yeah. Clinton started that, like it was Russia and all this interference. Right. Well, that means that you got a corrupt situation, right? Mm-hmm. And then the Republicans start doing it this time by saying, oh, the Democrats have rigged all the elections by tainting the votes and introducing all this stuff. And yep. oh, by the way, in a pandemic, they obviously came up with a postal system. Yeah, the mail-in ballots. Well, it's so nuts, right? And so what you're basically getting is all politicians are saying our electoral system is corrupt. Yeah, so on, if both I, sides. on both sides. <laughs> so that means that there's a carte blanche belief yeah. that for every American and all the ones involved in politics, it's corrupt. They so know it. They if know it. Yeah, this kind of thing, this is why I feel like you need a mediator to the American people. Because here's, here's what I'm saying like, not all people, but just the ones that are hyper reacting. Like the sort of guys that might go into Capitol Hill and, you know, ransack the place and smash it apart. Those mm-hmm. kind of people. Or the kind of people that just demand censorship across the board, you know? Yeah. The thing you have to rationally explain to these people is the fact that I think the general population of the world thinks that all politicians and all politics and every political structure and infrastructure is to a point corrupt. There's no perfect system. That's true. There is no perfect system. Um, You will never have a perfect system unless you 
implement the changes as a citizen level. Like mm. you, you have to demand change. And maybe that's what we're looking at. Maybe we're looking at America demanding change, mm. but they're doing it in the wrong wing, let's say. But it's it's very interesting what's going on. The 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 terrifying elements, and I think it's almost a bit of a cop out actually, is that the news has related this to be the Confederate loyalist, the super redneck type, the yokels from you know all of these places that that hate any immigrant and fear foreign people. And it's a bit of a generalization. It's massively um, depicted like that. Yeah, it's depicting that all Republican support that are pro-Trump are like nutcases. Yeah, it's super not true no. i think i think the pro-trump support is more wildly the people from small town america that don't want these huge globalist transitions mm -hmm. and you know what as europeans we shouldn't be ridiculing that because most of europe's like that mm -hmm. most europeans they don't want the americanization of yeah, europe yeah, yeah. that's how you keep a uh, culture and history you keep your you keep your pride and your family yeah. businesses and your coffee shops and you don't have a starbucks it's yeah. it's very independent on par with that and i feel like globalism freaks a lot of people out like mm. uh, like social media freaks your parents out yeah. That's why any kid right now is is going yeah i get my mom phoning up me and on skype and she's like how do I, how, how do I do anything on this? <laughs> what, what is this voodoo, right? Yeah. We've all got that. I think the real horrific story of this isn't Trump. It isn't even a violence. It isn't even a protest. The real instigators are the press. They're the journalists. The, mm. the real uh, devil's advocate to all of this horrendous stuff around the world is the newspaper mm. and the broadcasters. I think that term's quite appropriate, actually, devil's advocate. Yeah, because, I mean, there's going to be a lot of people who are pro-democratic, who are watching pro-democratic news mm -hmm. and pro-democratic journalism and pro-liberalists and pro-democracy this, and yet they all miss a massive chunk. There was no violence, even in Hong Kong, without the newspaper starting it. The newspapers and the printed press and the journalists started all the violence and they got in the way and they incited mm. and they were all we physically saw it in hong kong yeah they were in the way they were in the way they were like a buffer zone between they, they were aggravating they had cameras in your face they were treating you know you always hear like kevin hart or celebrities talking about paparazzi and yeah. how annoying they are yeah. right i just shoot them dead oh my God. yeah because no one cares about them they're not an endangered species there's too many of them <laughs> No one cares. They're not human. They're not human. No, they're little gnomey things with massive cameras. And they just pop out. I'm a paparazzi. And, and yeah, yeah. They're really annoying. So you just stamp on them and get it. That's it. They're pests. They are. Yeah. They, you should have celebrities that are organic celebrities. Organic celebrities yeah. with no paparazzi. No paparazzi trail behind them. Uh, and no chemical paparazzi killers. Mm -hmm. You got perfectly good fists. Yeah. But I mean, it is invasive, right? It is. It and is. I've never subscribed to the belief in celebrity that you have to accommodate that. No. You don't have to accommodate that. Mm. I also think that people out there that are your supporters and fans don't come to you and then sell all the stuff that they got you to sign or their selfie to make themselves look good or to make a fortune off your name. It's an absolute joke. It's not. Well, this is to me, paparazzi, the paparazzi or the selfie, can you take a selfie with me so yeah. I look good on Facebook, the social media edge of all of this to legitimize morons yeah. who aren't celebrities yeah. into some kind of celebrity for five seconds before people realize they're a moron. This is where journalism's got. Right Internationally. Mm. We wouldn't have a disclaimer culture if it wasn't for journalism. Mm. We wouldn't. Because journalism is always criticizing. It's always provoking. It's always um, completely one-sided generalization. It's self-censoring, by the way. Mm. So if a journalist who's a huge liberal puts an article out on Facebook and it's like, I hate how this guy treats um, pigs. Mm. You know what I mean? Like anti-hunting protest groups or whatever. Journalist makes it a national story. Right. That creates a tidal wave of rage these days. Mm. and no one's rational it's like in media talk you use the term scientist yeah. you don't specify the bloody scientist you use the term scientist yeah, like because you're unaccountable it's law talk yeah so you've made this crap up 
Mm. A rocket scientist told me that if I add napalm to my boxer shorts, I will run faster. <laughs> right? And then some kid does that and has no torso, right? Yeah. It's like Trump. You should inject yourself with <laughs> pesticides. You know, whatever the hell he said. It's all kind of the same dumb stuff. Mm. Unless you've got a specific name, there's no truth to that narrative. Now, it could be a true narrative, but it's, there's no truth to it. You haven't assigned it to a responsible source. Yeah. So there's no accountability. Um, accountability. Yeah. And, and the point is, right, we're living in this time where journalists say the dumbest, stupidest stuff. I will take this whole coronavirus thing as a construct. I will take it and I will explain to you what I mean. You got a coronavirus and you got COVID-19. Coronavirus is a strain, base strain. COVID-19 is a thing that's killing people. Mm -hmm. But they're mixing it all up all the time. And they keep calling it a deadly disease. It's not a bloody disease, it's a virus, mm. right? So you can't, these terms are making people ridiculous. Mm. And so a kid listens to this without any proper education. They're just starting their days. They've just realized that you don't pick your nose. Yeah. They just realize that you, you, you gotta to wash your you hands. gotta tie your shoes. <laughs> Otherwise they fly off as you're running. You know what I mean? These people are developing. And when you have language that's so integrated and deliberate and and horrible, how many journalists have ever been fair to Trump? Mm. When have you ever heard the fair journalist going, he makes a point here though? Well, if someone you know, does, then people immediately go, Oh, they're biased. Well, the division in America, if I'm honest is all coming from the news. Mm. It's all coming from the broadcasters and it's all coming from the news. If you actually did the time, if you put the time in as the individual and listen to what's being said by the source, by the person, yeah. in full, without the cut, it, cut edits, yeah. if you listen to what Trump says in a, an hour-long speech and all of this stuff, what he's saying is almost harmless. Straight from the horse's it's mouth. It's almost harmless. It's then how it's translated and, and dictated and, to you yeah. by the news. He's not the problem. Mm. The news broadcasting him is the problem. I mean, you've basically had news broadcast running off bets. Yeah. How long before we are at <laughs> war with Iran then, folks? Yeah. When's the doomsday going to happen, kids? You Cl know. Clickbait titles. It's they well, love that. I think what I'm trying to suggest here is that the coronavirus is becoming a majorly feared thing, both by politicians surrounding people and, and citizens alike because of the media. Mm. The media has made this thing completely out of control. And the media has made Donald Trump completely out of control. It's not Donald Trump that's mm. out of control. It's the media's personification of Donald Trump globally that right. is out of control. You then look at the fact that you've got a guy who... Most people are a lot more... You've got to credit people a lot more than people credit them. In the media, you'd have you believe that all of his supporters are troglodytes. Mm -hmm. They're basically Neanderthals. <laughs> They're idiots. They're cretins. None of them are. Yeah. There's some of the brightest people in America that support Trump right now. Yeah. It's just that idea that he represents nostalgic non-change, small-town America, this kind of thing. They're obviously whipped into the the um you know charm and charisma of his propaganda but reality is the dude's a manhattan billionaire he yeah. doesn't relate to you yeah you guys are statistics it's like saying that vince mcmahon of wwe knows his crowd he doesn't know his crowd mm -hmm. he has an idea he has an expectation but he doesn't know you mm -hmm. he doesn't want to know you either mm -hmm. you're not helpful to his time mm -hmm. donald trump's the same yeah or every politician's that in in some roundabout way they're not a people person right they're a politician. That's where there's separation. Most of them are Harvard, Yale, Ivy League, or freaking lawyers or something like this. They're not. They're not relate. They're not farmers. You don't have, you know, Jose the farmer going up there. Jose Cortez. I've just invented him. He's a great guy. Lives in uh, Saskatchewan, Canada, and he's not the prime <laughs> minister of Canada, is he? Yeah, he's the rare Saskatchewan Mexican guy. That's a farmer. Yeah, he lives in a snowman capsule most of the year. Uh, anyway, so I'm going to just bring this back. So I'm pleading that all of us around the world understand that this is all media-led. Climate change, media-led. It's all frenzy stuff. It's all misconstrued, misinformed, naff rubbish. If you ever want the truth, go direct to the source. Mm. Hear the people who are actually meant to be saying this stuff and devise your own belief. And if you don't have time, 
You want to turn the footnotes? Be prepared to be enraged. Well, or recognize the hyperbole well, that's the being one, used. Recognize I think, the opinions. Sure. I think in reflection, though, it's the one thing since 2019 in Hong Kong that we, you know, we were forced out of the city. Yeah. Because of protests and riots out there. That's our story. Tear gas through our venting system. Mm-hmm. It was, it, it, we couldn't stay there. And we saw how all of that was led by the written word, by journalism. Mm-hmm. People were saying stuff around us that was based on rumor, based on journalists. Yeah. And you can say, well, they're doing hero's work. They're not. They're not doing anyone's hero's work. They are getting paid tons of money for fear-mongering. It's not fake news. It's opinion news. It's cynical, bitter opinion news. It's also anti-progressive. It's also anti-globalist. Mm-hmm. All of it is condemnation. You got to be careful because, I mean, people are entitled to their opinion, but then you got to question, you know, is it an educated opinion? Well, freedom of speech should serve until the freedom of speech that is being spoken is actually oppression. Mm. And we're in a time where everyone's opinion is oppression. It's not free. If it was free, let's say this. If, it, you know, you say mad things like, what if Donald Trump is actually correct? What if Donald Trump is actually just exposed all the corruption in the USA in the last year, especially, and you've all ignored him and you think he's a cretin and an idiot. But what if he's right? What if? What if he's the best thing that's ever happened to America? What if? Mm. Right? You're just not listening to the lad. You honestly have created a hate bias because of what you read about him, because of what you've heard journalists say or celebrities say. And this is the one thing that's really, really uncanny. Unless it's in a free platform like a podcast or an opinion on podcast in a three-hour discussion, you might have your ideas that is a little loopy and a little crazy, because he is. That's what a billionaire looks like, folks. They're not normal. They're (laughs) not relatable. No. You know, I could have six yachts in a week. You know, that's not normal. No one else can do that. Six what? Yachts. Oh, yachts. Yeah. If I wanted a yacht, I'll just order one on Amazon, mate. It's easy, right? None of us can do that. (laughs) You can't buy a yacht on Amazon. On Amazon, you can, but it's Amazon billionaires. It's a separate Amazon. Amazon billionaires. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. that's that's a new. It's like a privilege card, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, a little code that you press. Pardon? What? Can't say that. (laughs) Black cards matter. (laughs) Anyway, so the point is, this rage-induced society is getting all of their stuff from social media feeds, from journalistic viewpoints, that's usually stemming from Reuters, which is why it's simultaneously saying the same stuff over and over again. Fox is just as bad on the flip side. Anything Mm. that's anti-anything is bad. It's not free. (laughs) Free free press should be this, okay? I don't like Donald Trump because of this. Don't like his hair, don't like his stupid face, don't like the way he speaks to people, don't like the way he's completely trying to destroy all journalist credibility and people's ability to disagree with him. Hate that. Fine. That's reason to hate Donald Trump. I like him, however... Because he has done legitimate change. He has also finished off a load of people's work for them. He's definitely been good for the economy. And no matter what the press says, he's actually done all right with the coronavirus situation, considering he doesn't have any power state by state. It's devolved power. Mm. So the reason the spread is happening is probably because of democratic governors who don't want to do anything that he's told them just because they're rebelling against a party preference. That's the truth. Mm. Right. So I'm just saying, I'm not, this isn't my opinion. I'm just putting that out there yeah. as an example. It, 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 that's free, of, that's of free press. Yeah. For example, you could say Hong Kong would have benefited from China hasn't been this crazy thing for the last 20 years. It's evolving faster than you can realize. And the fact is, you're all disillusioned from each other. They don't know you, and you don't know them. Yeah. So we should try and figure that out, mm. okay? Instead of calling them like your oppressors that are going to come in and destroy your freedoms and all this stuff, maybe you should just try and understand the big thing, the big picture. And, and democracy can happen in Hong Kong if you present it right. Because it could benefit. If you create a package that benefits China, of course they're going to listen to you. Anyone would. So we mentioned Scotland. that before yeah, as, yeah. A, as a but business this is, plan. That's freedom of press. That's yeah. what press should be doing. Yeah. 
I'll, I'll put it this way. Once upon a time, journalists had credibility. You'd watch a journalist. It'd be almost like watching a private investigator from a film noir movie. They had credibility. Mm-hmm. They could be mad. They could be a little bit Johnny Depp doing drugs mode, you know, in Fear Alone in Las Vegas. That yeah. was a journalist. That was Hunter S. Thompson. But they had credibility. Nowadays, they have no credibility. They're almost retarded. Mm. The questions they ask. If you take Jurgen Klopp, who's beloved by everyone in the world because he's a Liverpool manager. Uh, <laughs> even cool even Manchester United likes him. Okay. They just don't admit it. <laughs> They've got freaking Gollum managing them. <laughs> Bloody Oli Gunner. He looks like Gollum. He does. He's a good guy as well. He's a decent human being. And I'm going to regret saying that because I might implode. <laughs> but Jurgen Klopp mm. is, is taught once upon a time, the questions asked to anyone was on a respect level. Yeah. They were respectful. Like, you know, it wasn't your day last week, but how are you going to galvanize the team and come back this week? Yeah. Something like that. Generic question. Now, uh, is Mane going to Barcelona? Every goddamn time. Yeah. Are you Sal in Salah? Is he unhappy? It's like retarded questioning. Yeah. It's like an idiot who doesn't really care doing a job, rudimentary. And every journalist you saw internationally around the world taking footage of Hong Kong was a kid with a camera that had a press t-shirt. None of them were professional. No. They were using their phones. Yeah. Which is bias before bias begins. Now, I'm just going to say this. We're in a ridiculous time. And unless people understand the truth that the printed word and social media is literally all opinion, that there is no facts, that everything is a conspiracy theory because there is no facts, that everything is presented like a conspiracy theory, even if it has facts, mm. because no one's been an investigative, responsible journalist. They're all morons. We used to have these huge powerhouses. Do you remember um, the George Clooney film, Good Night and Good Luck? Yes, yes. That's the, that's the journalists we used to have, mm-hmm. okay? That's the decree of them. They yeah. were great, okay? Yeah. You then think Piers Morgan is who represents British journalism mm-hmm. now. And all he does is sensationalize, create arguments, hostile, won't let anyone speak. Just completely bulldozes their perspective if it doesn't match their own. Yeah. And he's a liberal, by the way. Yeah. I'm just putting that out there. So it's like you can have different degrees of liberal democracy where being gender fluid is completely incorrect and absurd. Being transgender is completely absurd. You're either one or you're, you know, things like this are the exact opposite of where we need to go as far as humanity. Mm. What we need to do is I stop labeling anything because mm-hmm. it's crap. <laughs> like, for example, you're a student, you live in accommodation and you're labeling all your food so the other person doesn't nick it. Shouldn't you just have a trust system? This is my tomato and I know this is my tomato because I bought a bloody tomato and you didn't. Yeah, idealistically, it's about honor. Yeah, yeah but, but everyone... There's always like, no, no, you using... your tomato. Yeah, yeah, but this is the investigative journalism. <laughs> so you label everything because obviously people nick stuff and yeah. it's to be fair because you need to remind them that's what is labels. Mm-hmm. Right, so then you apply that to a social construct where you're labeling everything. That yeah. dude's black, that dude's white, that bloke's... Red, that bloke's pink, that bloke's orange, that bloke's turquoise, that bloke's dead. Why is he dead? (laughs) You're labeling everything. Yeah. Okay. Now that helps if you're an infant. Yeah. Tree, dog, cat, mouse, grass. Good. Because that's how you learn language. That's how you communicate. Yeah. But we're at a point now where humanity should realize very quickly it's human. It's Mm. not black, it's not green, it's not turquoise, it's not pink. It's human. Humanity is one. We have different colors and creeds and codes. No cat, no dog. No, anything else is looking at, say, Golden Retriever doesn't look at a black lab and go, bloody hell. <laughs> there's no, it's basically, they'll just get it on in the cupboard if you let them. There's, there's no racism there, right? But we've got to understand that the labels are journalistic tools. Mm-hmm. The power of language. So I think, I think the rage in life right now should be journalism. Yeah. I think there should be, be- like, here's the thing, and I'm going to say this, if you are a journalist listening, it's not all of you. There are some journalists who are dying to be investigated. It was their dream to be the investigative journalism, mm-hmm. the Jessica Jones of our airwaves, even though she's a private eye. But that was <laughs> what they wanted to do, real changes. Yeah. And there's some brilliant squads that go into war zones and tell us what it's really like, COVID centers and all of this stuff to tell us the truth. But then there's, there's always blockers. 
There's always now people control and press at a certain level. Mm. I'm blocking your story that's actually going to do good for the world. Mm -hmm. And I'm pushing this story across because it's what we'll get paid more for. Yeah. This is the problem. We're yeah. commercializing freedom of press. So when people say, huh, free speech, yeah, sure, but don't put a price on it. Yeah. Which means you shouldn't pay me for my speech mm -hmm. if it's free. And therefore you can't create a bias in what I say or mm -hmm. you can't corrupt me, right? And I think this is where we've got to hold our anger is at journalism. It's ludicrous. And to say that Donald Trump's incited all of this craziness. No, you, most of the journalists are bitter because he calls their bluff. He, he, he literally humiliates them, mm -hmm. cuts them off and shuts them down. And they hate that because they're there to get it. They're doing a job. They have to sensationalize stories. That's a bad mentality. Don't sensationalize anything. Tell the truth. Mm-hmm. What, what's the most scary thing? People are less afraid? You think that's bad for humanity? The truth is boring and nobody reads your article? Yeah, well, even <laughs> if it is, even if it is, that's what the news, news is news, right? Mm -hmm. It's not dramatic, crazy carnage, is it? It's not, we don't call it the daily insanity. We don't call it, you know, give us another reason to feel suicidal. That's why we go to the movies for that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is the point because it, I think the thing that's really rattled my cage of all of this is yeah. the blame is always going to the figureheads, the spotlight, the the celebrity figurehead, like Tom Cruise, just to wrap this up as my final point. Tom Cruise recently was caught on tape having a complete, almost Christian Bale epic meltdown at his crew for breaching COVID rules whilst working on the latest Mission Impossible 7 mm. film. And journalists instantly just... You know, they, they focus on the fact that he's, oh, it's not the Tom Cruise we thought, or he's broken character, and this is what we always suspected him of being, this control freak or something like this. But the actual message behind what Tom Cruise was saying was powerful, righteous, and morale. Like, moral. A, yeah, morale mushroom. <laughs> it was moral to the point where it's completely correct. There's been two times in Tom Cruise's life where he's been assassinated by journalism. It's when he talked out about Brooke Shields and her neurosis um, post-natal uh, depression. And she was on uh, antipsychotics and antidepressants right. at the time. And he made a point of saying, with the right nutrition and the right fitness plan, she wouldn't need any of that. Yeah. Right? Yeah, now this drugs. was this was like 10 years ago he said this, maybe longer than that, right? When he was first together Kate Holmes and everyone labeled him as a lunatic. Yeah. Um but he's completely right. Mm. Because nutritionists have been trying to prove that every day since and that that's the consensus if you eat healthy and you have the right nutrition. Well, if you don't uh, need drugs then don't take them. You should never have especially antipsychotics, mm -hmm. you know, cuz they're very bad for your chemistry yeah. uh, levels in in your mind. And he was just saying, I feel like no one that I love or no one that I care about should be on this stuff, which is totally the right thing to say. But journalists assassinated him yeah. like they killed him. So his meltdown with the COVID restriction was actually saying, you know, like we're in a privileged position where we're one of the only people in the world right now making movies. Mm -hmm. There's billions of people around the world out of a job. Who can't? He's representing people like you and I. Yeah, films getting shut down. Yeah, we can't do mm -hmm. anything. All our cameras are stuck in Hong Kong. We can't do anything about it. Yep. Um, we can't go back. We can't travel. So he's basically underlining the fact that they're in a privileged position, and yep. if they screw that up, they'll get shut they, down. They represent the only thing in film right now that it will stop it for everyone. Mm -hmm. It will ruin everyone's chances. Mm -hmm. So the intensity was correct. Mm. Now, if a journalist can't understand that, yeah. Do you know what I mean? They just they, wanted a story. They, they, well, they want to leak the thing, but they clip it and draw it and, and strip it apart and then take out the truth. And I think that's where you validate Trump. You validate Trump because you have actually cut him to the point where you've misled the world thinking he's this insane person. And then the world has actually found the truth about Trump and the whole speech is rather than the clips you've made and actually seen that what he's saying has actually got sense to it. Mm. And that creates radicalized movement where he's saying the press is against me. The press is saying all this bad stuff about me. They're trying to manipulate you. And yet you're proving that you are. Yeah. He's not wrong about that. Correct. <laughs> and that's, but that's what I've been saying about the Hong Kong situation against China. The, the anti-China rhetoric is all press led. Mm. And any celebrity that leaps onto that. 
and any politician that leaps onto that, it's all the same vein. Sure. They're all non-experts. Go there, see for yourself, and mm-hmm. then come back and determine. That's an expert, right? Witness it. I think I'm saying this because it's 2021, and I think that you know we're going to be off for two weeks now, and every time we've been off, something radically has changed the world in the time we haven't spoken to you for two weeks. I want you to have food for thought, and I'm, I really do hope, folks, especially in America and around Europe right now, I hope we don't have to talk about Brexit and the Trump administration or any controversy in, in politics. I hope that everything is now in, a, in, in an even keel, but I will say to all of you around the world, like, please watch what you read. Always contain yourself a certain sense of like open-mindedness you you got to see both sides of every story you got to listen to the source don't just believe an opinion you don't need me to say that i think most people know that but yeah in this time especially the fear when a lockdown of vaccinations out our queen's just had it she's playing basketball with the uh the la lakers now she's in the training regime she's uh yeah she's doing all right philip as well prince philip so i love that they did that it's very encouraging. Get the vaccine when it's available. Let's move into 2021 on a bigger, positive, brighter note. Uh, uh, anything to say, Wood? Nope. You're good. Yeah, I'm gonna keep warm. Yeah, you go. You've you've just literally put your head back into the hole. Back to hibernation. Interesting. Uh, okay, then. So she's now part of the tree, imbued. We will see in two weeks. So all I can say. A lot of food for thought, a lot of fun stuff though, I think round the corner, hopefully it gets better. We'll have hide and seek snow for a bit here in the UK. Stay warm, stay safe and be good to each other. We'll see you in two weeks.